cost of water uh, in places like Detroit, Flint, Michigan, bring you to the to the to the breaking point of where you could start getting potential conflict. Not so much in this context of like Flint, but if the cost of water exceeds the cost of labor, you're done. Like fighting theft, crime will explode because now it's your basic like water as the as the most basic necessity for a human being. I may be air, but like in terms of what we need to pay for services, food is probably the the most obvious because people typically can find ways to get water. It's in the air, but uh, food is is a bit harder in big cities. But in, in if your your basic necessities, shelter, food, water, and I think uh, general security is considered one. Like, do you feel anxious all the time, like you're going to die? When these things are threatened, people just say, "Look, I'm going to die anyway. I can't eat. Might as well fight for what I need to survive." And, you know, right now you have certain politicians saying that all the crime we're seeing is because people need bread, and I'm like, bro, that that TV is not getting them bread. They just society is breaking down. No one cares about each other. But in terms of uh, you know, I, I, moving into this, uh, uh, moving now into secession, the reason why I think no matter what happens, if there is a state seceding, you will get violence, is because of uh, regional resources and federal resources. States will require them. I'll put it. I'll put a pin in that real quick and say there is also the idea that civil war at this in this day and age would be impossible, and that's because of the ubiquity of cell phones, the internet. It's a lot harder to engage in violent, murderous conflict. It's, it's hard to police. I mean, you get a video of a cop uh, uh, doing something that is even, you know, there was one cop who was uh, almost stabbed. This was a few years ago. A woman rushed with a knife and he shot her. And even with that video, they were calling for him to be fired, for him to go to prison, like hard enough to do your job as a cop, let alone have an invasion force, a National Guard, go into a state to suppress you know, a, a, a voted, uh, uh, like, let's say a, a state, let's say Texas and, and, and Greg Abbott, they send troops to the border to secure it. The idea that the federal government could d dispatch armed troops to combat them in fight and bloody violence, you, you the, the Biden would be would be gone. Congress would go deep red. It would be Republicans win overnight because people are like, are you nuts? You can't do that. That being said, when I look at California, for instance, Southern California is extremely reliant on the Colorado River. Which means if they can't negotiate properly with Nevada, Arizona, Utah, or whatever, uh, Colorado, millions upon millions of people are going to be without water. So let's say California says, hey, we out. And then the federal government says, we're going to dam this waterway. We don't care about you. You're downstream from us. What can California do about it? California might say, no, 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 no. Just because we seceded doesn't mean you get to take away our water source for a large portion of our people. Diverting from uh, uh, like the, the, the Bay Area down south would, would, would decimate a lot of the farms in, 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 the, in the Delta and in the, in the Bay Area. California would have no choice but to actually send some kind of physical combat force to try and secure access to this water. That's just one example. Yeah, I disagree with that. I think that the relationship between California and other states that provide that water is mutually beneficial and mutually dependent. If they want to continue to get grapes and everything else that California grows, California needs water for it. And there are no other states in this union that grow much of the produce that are staple products in American kitchens across the country. And so if Colorado wants to set off their water to uh, California, then they're not going to have more grapes. You know, so what are the people going to do then? They're going to import them. They're going to have more expensive food from other countries. So. It's a mutually You're, dependent relationship. I would say I agree with you 70%. Uh, 
or maybe 30%. It is certainly mutually beneficial, but who has the leverage? You want to grow grapes? Wow, that sounds like you're going to have some delicious wine. I control the water your people need to drink or they die. So here's what's going to happen. We'll give you your water. Your people will live. And you will give us the grapes at a tenth of the cost we currently get them at. Yeah, but this is just grapes, though. There are so many products that are only grown exclusively in California. Like avocado, for example, I think is... Mexico. Well, I mean, in the United States, with, from, the, right, from right, an American right. state. And, and so they wouldn't be people in here United in New States York anymore. are not going to grow right. avocado. And so they, I, no, I, but, but California would be akin to Mexico. We'd, my point is, right now, you have California's massive representation in Congress preventing something like this from happening. But should California secede... I, I, I see the federal government outright being like, well, now we got you by the balls. Look, grapes and avocados are fantastic, but we can import those from Mexico. We have your water. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to cut your water off for six months. Then you come back to us and tell us how much you're willing to, to sell your avocados for. But after the violent mobs burn down your home and oust you from power, the next guy who comes in is going to bend the knee to us and we'll get everything we want. So you make your choice. Yeah, I hear you. It's, it's certainly a complicated issue. I just don't think that they're going to, you know, cut off a, a huge source. I mean, there's even, I think even dairy products in California are a significant oh, yeah. part of, yep. the, of the national uh, food uh, stock. So I, I think that there's so many things that are grown and produced in California that it would be unnecessary. I mean, why, why, why would they try to agitate the situation? I mean, if, if it's a peaceful situation, like we're trying it's to agitate. business. Why try to agitate the situation? You can have a, brotherly relations between California if it's seceded and the other. Yeah, but uh, I, 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 it's I, not, it's not peaceful. Like it's not but peaceful. It could be done peaceful. You put, you're put, you're literally. If you're saying like I'm, I don't look. We're married, okay? We've been married for a really long time, and now all of a sudden you don't want to live in my house anymore, okay? It, your feelings are going to be hurt. Sure. There's going to be resentment there, and now you've got a kid together. I don't want to. I don't want you to have them on the weekends. You know, I want to have them all the time. I'm going to use the leverage hey, I have. Who gets the dog? That's right. Who gets the but dog? There are many married couples whose relationship are actually better after they get divorced and they're not living in that same house. Yes, yes, but how many of these people cut ties? They resolve they the do issue. Cut ties, yeah. So the idea would be California leaves, and now we got to figure out there's a divorce. Okay, who's getting what? Well, the only problem is. In many circumstances, uh, historically especially, the woman leaves. She says, I want, I want to keep the house. It is, it is the trope. The man gets kicked out. I think that's sexist and absurd. Uh, why should the guy have to go find a different place? And so now, nowadays, actually really interesting because there are divorce lawyers telling the guys, do not leave the house under any circumstances. But there is a dependency. You, this is why we have alimony. Let's call alimony the, uh, the Colorado River or Southern California. How many women fight tooth and nail in, in court and refuse to give up until they get alimony and that guy has to pay for it? So the funny thing is, you can have a woman initiate a divorce and then demand the resources from, from the husband and the courts agree. In a national divorce, that makes literally no sense. It would never happen. If California decides to leave and for some reason it ends up happening, the federal government says, okay, you've left. I'll put it this way. If it, I think it is fair to say violent confrontation would be extremely difficult in a modern context. In, this, in, in, in 1861, how long did it take for word to travel that a war even started? You know what I mean? I mean, the, the fascinating thing is Fort Sumter, we say it started civil war, despite the fact that it wasn't actually really a fight. It was, you know, one guy died in an accident or whatever. The battle, first battle of Manassas, Bull Run, was, was crazy. And people didn't even think they were in a civil war when that, fought, when that fight started. You take a look at... A modern context could 
Joe Biden or Donald Trump or whoever is in the government at the time dispatch under the Insurrection Act troops to California to suppress a, a secession. Potentially. But what this would mean is California was not wholly resigned to secession. Let's say that all of California unanimously in their in their uh, state houses and, and Senate and all that stuff, the governor, they all agree. We are seceding. We don't care what the Constitution says. We don't care. We, it's unanimous. Sign it. Bang. In this circumstance, to prevent this, the only way I see it being possible, Insurrection Act is declared, U.S. forces are dispatched to California, who walk into government, and they and the governor and the state uh, reps and legislatures just put their hands up, and they say, you win, and then the federal government occupies the state, and there's no conflict. However, Occupies the state with who? Are they federalizing the California National Guard to turn on their own people? Yes. I uh, think the people are going to follow those orders? This is the point. Yeah. This is the point okay. I'm making. In the event that California is not wholly resigned to secession and they do not fight, the federal government could dispatch troops under the Insurrection Act and take the state over. In reality, if it came to the point where California unanimously decided it should not be in the United States, they're going to fight. The union would not be able to get into a bloody conflict in San Francisco. Nobody would support that. The rest of the country would be like, are you insane? This is crazy. People would turn against whatever the administration was. They wouldn't need to fight. The federal government would say, okay, California, we hear you. Uh, congratulations on having your own state. We'll be securing the border post haste. We'll be dispatching troops, not under any insurrection act or anything, just under standard CBP border, border patrol uh, procedures. Every highway into and out of California will be checkpointed. You will, be, you will need a passport to enter the United States. And of course, you'll need to renegotiate your water treaties with us. I mean, California, would, would their economy would collapse overnight. People who live there wouldn't be able to go to Vegas anymore. They'd go and they'd be like, do you have a passport for, we don't recognize the state of, Cal we, we don't recognize the country of Pacifica or California, so uh, you can't enter the United States. These people would be in revolt. The United States government would likely then create some kind of amnesty program. Any citizen, resident of California who wishes, wishes to retain U.S. citizenship need only leave California and declare themselves as Americans. The California system would just... It's impossible. I think that assumes that there's this line between California and the rest of the country, that the rest of the country would be opposed to California leaving. There's so many people in this country outside of California that would love to see California, I as agree. they say, fall off into the ocean. So there would be support for California secession in Washington, too, that would be voiced through the representatives in Congress. It wouldn't be like a it's, united front against California. I got I to be honest. I would I would assume that it's actually a large, you, you, you might find a plurality. In, uh, of the people of this country who would support California secession and they don't live in California yeah. because the California government is like, no, 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 no. We have so much power over this country disproportionately through lying, cheating and stealing. Why would we give that up? Yeah. And I think that even the blue states would, would come to California's defense in Congress to prevent these kind of draconian measures being taken against the state. The blue states are going to argue against Cal. If, if the entire Democrat government of California was like, we are seceding, nah, Washington, Oregon, New York, Illinois, they would be like, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. You better not leave because then they're the minority. They become, yeah. So, and, and that, so that you bring up an interesting point that like all political power is broken down into three factions. It's the majority power, the minority power, and the powerless. And for most of us, we're part of the powerless. And the moment that you decide to leave your faction of power, you're now powerless too. And that's what California would be doing. They would be, they would be significantly, they'd be creating their own little power over here, but it would be significantly dwarfed by the power of the United States how, government. How do, how do they do that? Because, I mean, we were talking before about how Congress is 
is uh, locked in at 435, right? So if California were to secede from the union, they don't just suddenly lose 50-some votes in Congress. Those seats get reapportioned to the other 49 states, and that would benefit blue states as well. That would, the, it, the number of seats in Congress would still be 435. You just have more well, seats in Washington, more seats in New York, more seats in Maryland. I, I, I disagree. I, I think it's a good point, and it's a, poten it's a potential. But I kind of feel like secession is such an extreme idea that we don't actually know what would happen with these other laws as to how we, we handle uh, uh, congressional seats. I mean, the secession of a state that were to go through, it's going to, it's going to have just, let, let me give you an example of, of a potentiality. When it, when it came to the Supreme Court hearing uh, just recently about Trump's immunity, and it, it seems like it's going to be, uh, or what was it? Was it? No, no, I'm sorry. Eligibility. The immunity one hasn't happened yet. Uh, whether Trump could be removed under the Insurrection Act. What Trump's lawyers argued is, if you rule on this language in this clause, it's going to impact all of these other provisions in the Constitution and our law, because we use the same term numerous times. It is not just an issue of California seceded, they're no longer part of the United States. It's what does that mean for Senate seats, congressional seats? What does it mean for the laws? What does it mean for the Clean Water Restoration Act? There's so many laws on the books that will be like just changed in some way we can't yeah. foresee by secession. Yeah. And so to your point, they would be reapportioned. And so what that would do, it was bring a, it would take you, you're, de you're decentralizing the power. You are taking some of that majority power and some of that minority power and you're giving it to some of, some of the powerless. And you don't know what those powerless are going to do. You're not going to know what they're going to want once they get in there. It's going to have a mass a massive ripple effect as you describe. I, I, think, I think actually if, uh, the impact would be a loss of power for Democrats. The seats would be evenly apportioned across the United States, giving some red and some blue. They would be gerrymandered across the uh, for sure. Would, yeah, <laughs> but California right now it's overwhelmingly blue, so they would be giving up a two to one advantage yeah. for a one to one. If, I mean, it would be interesting how how math. There's a, there's a complicated uh, formula, and there's an Excel sheet that you can download. Actually, kind of play around with it. I, I can get it somewhere, but it's interesting to see where those seats would go because it would go based on population, and yeah. and so inevitably, like we're saying here, some of the states would would benefit. There would blue states, but also red states, and it would be interesting to see exactly how that laid out. But until we actually put in that formula, it'd be speculation. I don't think it would be that bad of a deal for the Democrats, and it would a lot of states would would benefit from it. They'd be cheering it. We, we've had a lot of conversations about what could the catalyst of civil war be in this uh, day and age and slavery being this like moral inflection point uh, clearly was a catalyst for civil war. And we've we've uh, argued on Timcast IRL, I should say I have along with some several others that abortion could be that issue. And I'm not so sure right now. The general idea was abortion is a constitutional personhood question. There is a disparity in the states between whether or not a person has rights or don't or doesn't or whether or not a baby is even a person. Uh, I, I don't know how you argue that a human being at any stage is anything but a human being. I think it's only for political power that you'll get people on the left arguing otherwise. But therein lies the problem. So actually, you know, when, when Roe v. Wade was overturned, my attitude was kind of like, good, send it to the states. It probably makes more sense. Decentralized power. Now I disagree. You know, I've had several arguments from then. I'm like, no, actually, I think I agree generally with Roe v. Wade, but not completely. And the issue is it should not be a state question as to some whether someone has personhood. I mean, think of, like think about the, the, the ramifications of the federal government saying we will not determine who is a person or who, who isn't. 
giving the state the right to say this person has has rights and doesn't is, is insane. It should be at the federal level. We know who is protected under the Constitution and what restrictions the government has as to how, how they violate those rights. I'm not so sure it's abortion anymore. You know, but maybe what I was looking at is something like <clears throat> Colorado and Oklahoma. Oklahoma's banned abortion outright. Colorado has unrestricted up to the point of birth. And I'm like, man, that is a recipe for disaster. Someone who lives near that border, you know, if someone, uh, we've already had some states say if a woman plans to leave the state for an abortion, it's a criminal conspiracy. So we may be getting to that point. Plus, you've already had violence against abortionists in the past and things like this. So there's certainly a risk there. I wonder now if the issue is actually immigration. Immigration being uh, the a catalyst for potential civil war. Considering the extreme degree to which we're seeing the border crisis, the degree to which we are seeing uh, Democrat jurisdictions try to grant voting rights to people who are not citizens, and what could happen if this country goes to war in itself over the idea that non-citizens are actually full citizens. And so the question is personhood and rights of people who are not full citizens and whether citizenship even matters. Certainly, I think the Democrats, the military industrial complex and the powerful corporate elites would love the idea of citizenship being erased. These corporations extend beyond borders. They do not care for the protections of the United States. So certainly they would fund and be on the side of California, brings them all in, 